You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSDS Radio Hour. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, Hopefully you are listening live today because you may not be working since it is some holiday. President's Day, is that what it is today? Uh, I I can't keep up half the time with the holidays, but I think that's correct. (laughs) Yes, it's President's Day. But we're glad to have you with us, whether or not you're listening live. If you're listening after the fact, that's great, too. My guest today is John Marcunas, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, John. That's that's right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. John is a a blockchain real estate industry blockchain advisor and business development consultant, and we made contact. I don't remember exactly when that occurred, John, but we, we made contact, and I just thought this was a great opportunity to have you, John, join us on the show to talk about this whole concept of blockchain. Uh, I'm going to imagine that some of our listeners may not even know what we're talking about before before the show, um, but also to talk about it in the context of its connection to our world, the, the surveying world, which is our primary listeners, of course. So I really do appreciate you joining me today. Um, it's a great opportunity, I think, for um, for our listeners to, to learn more and hopefully give you uh, an opportunity to um, have, have a conversation and hear some of the perspective from our, our side. I know you and I have chatted a little bit about that in our lead-up to this. But uh, nonetheless, it's great to have you on the show, and, and thanks for calling in. Uh, thank you, Kurt. I really appreciate it. It's a great opportunity to be on the show and talk about blockchain, which is uh, really a new uh, sort of revolutionizing technology that's affecting a lot of industries, including uh, real estate, among others. And uh, just, of course, it's just, mm-hmm. just for uh, information for the listeners and for me too, what is the what's the history? I mean, not not so much the history of of blockchain itself, but. And, and when I, we do want to talk about that, but from a time frame, I'm, it's this whole concept is is relatively new, right? Well, it, absolutely. It's about ten, the, the the technology is ten years old now, going on eleven, and a lot of people uh, get confused when people mention blockchain. They think of the cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Bitcoin was created in two thousand eight. Uh, by some people who wanted to create a, uh, a network or a internet money, virtual money. And with creating the Bitcoin, they needed a platform to be able to transfer the money or to buy Bitcoin or to send it. And underneath the Bitcoin is what's called blockchain. So blockchain was created in 2008-9 to help uh, move the virtual currency Bitcoin. So it's uh, still relatively new, and it was originally used just for cryptocurrency. In the last, just the last three or four years, people are now realizing you can use it for many other things, many other purposes. Okay. So does it, I mean, I, I get the, the Bitcoin thing, although I'm not rich enough to know anything about Bitcoin personally, but I know what it is. Um, and so that was really just more for transfer of money back and forth, uh, it sounds like. Or, or the equivalent of money, I guess I should say. Right. Basically, transferring, being able to transfer uh, the virtual currency or the tokens, Bitcoin tokens, uh, online uh, through the blockchain platform without having a bank involved, without having 
an intermediary uh, um, helping you complete the transaction. So in other words, it's uh, what's called peer-to-peer -peer transfer using blockchain. From a person to person, there's no bank involved in terms of using the cryptocurrencies. And so it's, uh, it eliminates a lot of, uh, eliminates fees and it eliminates uh, inefficiencies in, in the banking financial world. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it, 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 it created the blockchain for Bitcoin a base for other, other uses. And that's the most interesting part about it. So it sounds as though, let's say, for example, you and I were having some transaction that not only would it take take away part of the, the middleman, so to speak, but I'm assuming that means that the, the currency is pretty much automatically exchanged? Uh, within seconds. Or within yeah. Minute. Absolutely, yeah. Without without uh, any any intermediary intermediary involved, so it's a, a completely di um, dis distribute, distri distributed uh, platform with no uh, no inefficiencies built into it because it's person to person. So the for if I'm on the receiving end, let's say we're in this transaction and you're transferring money to me, and I'm and we're not the bank's not involved or some other intermediary as you said. Uh, what's the the mechanism for determining that the the currency has been transferred? Right. Well, if, if you're dealing in cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin is one of them. It's, there's actually many uh, cryptocurrencies currently. Uh, you basically need to have a wallet, which is called an electronic wallet, to receive the money or to send the money. So, if I were to send you a couple of bitcoins, which is uh, bitcoins worth about. Three thousand five hundred dollars or so right now. Uh, if I were to send you a, a couple of bitcoins, I would. You would need a wallet to receive them, and I would need on my end a wallet to be able to uh, send them to you directly, to, direct to your wallet over over the blockchain. Uh, so in, in in essence, I would send you two bitcoins uh, over the blockchain from my wallet directly to your wallet, and you can see that online. You'd be able to see the transaction itself. And see, it was transferred from from A to B, uh, myself to you. So once that occurs, and and I want to utilize the money you've sent me, um, the, does that Bitcoin then go into an account from which I then withdraw actual money? Well, you can do many things with it. Uh, once you receive the, the, the two Bitcoins in this case, it's in your wallet, and you can use it. Uh, you can spend it actually uh, with companies that are accepting Bitcoin for payments, and there are, are many right now that are accepting Bitcoin for uh, for services or products. So you could send that, uh, let's say, a half of a Bitcoin if you wanted to buy something uh, to a vendor, and then that vendor would send you the product. So that vendor would have a, a wallet as well. So I see. Um, yeah. Oh, also. Oh, I was just going to say on the on the very end though. Let's say I have this money in my in my Bitcoin account, and I want to go buy a new refrigerator or something. Um, how does that transfer make or that transition occur? Well, I was about to say that if uh, if there's a vendor out there that accepts Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, you could deal with them directly. Okay, right by sending them Bitcoin for a product or a service. The other interesting thing is if they if uh, you can actually uh, take that Bitcoin money that's in your wallet 
and you can uh, turn it into fiat, which is uh, cash. You, you, a fiat is a regular currency, and you can actually uh, turn that into U.S. dollars as well. Um, so that's the, the beauty of it. You can receive Bitcoin, and you can do various things with it, including uh, converting it to cash or to U.S. dollars or fiat. Yeah, so I guess I'm curious, to uh, getting back to, to your uh, involvement in this, um, what what drove you to to become involved to the level that you are? That's a great question. I have a, a 25 year history in real estate, uh, both working as a with, uh, developers, working as a broker, uh, working in uh, different capacities as a uh, I guess an advisor for tech companies that are entering the real estate industry. I was in the uh, title insurance industry for several years. And I lived and worked in two other countries, Mexico and Brazil. And, in fact, in Brazil, I worked as actually a certified appraiser, national appraiser there, and also a broker. So my interest in, in blockchain, actually blockchain, came through Bitcoin uh, back in 2015. when I started uh, hearing about Bitcoin and actually opened up a wallet and was going to invest, but I didn't. But then I started looking further, and all of a sudden, underneath the Bitcoin was this incredible uh, new technology called blockchain, which just really caught my interest. And by that point, by 2015, 2016, uh, relatively speaking, many people were starting to look at it for the blockchain technology use as a decentralized, distributed public digital letter to be used to transfer different kinds of other assets besides besides Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies. So in other words, now you'd be able to transfer other things electronically uh, through blockchain, and that includes a wide variety of things, that ownership rights, for example. So um, I decided to sort of put a twist in my career in 2016 and dedicate myself 100% to blockchain use in the real estate industry on a global basis. But what's more pertinent, I think, to your show and your listeners, most of them, is that I, I specialize and focus on land registry and land governance use of blockchain, which includes, right. of course, land surveying, appraising, and real estate transactions. Right. And that, by the way, gives us um, the opportunity to uh, pick that up in our next segment because we are at the end of this one. So. We'll go for our commercial breaks, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number. 800-438-0387 or go to quickstake.com that's q-u-i-k-s-t-a-k-e dot com and order your samples ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 
Quick Stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have Quick Stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick Stakes. Did you know that Quick Stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick Stakes, your back-friendly stake. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're welcome back with John Marcunis talking today about blockchain technology. Uh, great conversation in the beginning segment. John, I appreciate you in uh, informing me, and I'm sure informing a lot of the people in our audience about about this thing called blockchain that I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of, but... I'm guessing it's still kind of a mystery to an awful lot of people um, in, in every industry, for that matter. Um, and maybe you can fill us in on that some more. And, and we are interested in, in obviously, impact in, in our world, if you will. And I can see where, looking at your background, all of the different types of transactions you've been involved in, and particularly as it relates to dial insurance and brokerage and real estate closings and those kind of things, how... This this is it appears to be something that makes a smoother transition. Maybe I don't know if that's the right terminology or not. So I do want to talk about that. But I know you also mentioned a couple of other things. So I'm going to mention those other two things. And if we want to cover those later and get more directly into the the effect on on our folks, uh, uh, we can do that. But a couple of things you and I mentioned we were talking before was something called the smart contract and uh, regulatory and legal compliance. So. I'll let you determine when you want to cover those two. If you want to do that now, we can, or if you want to go ahead more in detail specifically about how it affects our industry. Right. Well, smart contracts is an extremely interesting concept. I think we can segue into that in a few minutes as we go through some of the aspects or essential characteristics of blockchain, which includes smart contracts. So, as you're um, in your in your business, um, the, again connected to us. I mean, a lot of what we do in the surveying business and profession is to deal with uh, elements of the whole concept of land use. You know, whether it's somebody's property line that they're arguing with their neighbor about, or somebody's buying something and they want to know where the actual corners are, and or maybe we're looking at the topography of the land because they want to build something. Um, just lots of different ways where we in the surveying profession are generating information, data, plats, uh, uh, computer bases of, of information. Um, and then in a lot of cases that goes to the land registries because transactions are occurring. So uh, maybe you can just walk us through that, that process. Absolutely. I think in, in just, just to sort of... Generalized right now, the land surveying industry is perfect for uh, blockchain use, especially as it relates to servicing clients who need, uh, you know, the perfect information and the perfect reports uh, to conduct their site, whether it be a, a land survey with boundaries for some reason or a, a closing that has some uh, uh, land surveying information in it. But very quickly, uh, blockchain, it's, un- good to, it's important to understand that blockchain uh, is basically um, a transfer of information. So information is posted to the ch- we call the chain. Uh, this information is, is typed in, 
into the uh, is from a user interface into the onto the chain, and each transaction or piece of information, whether it's a, a representation of a map or a uh, or some other data, is, it's called a block. And each block is time stamped, which is wonderful. So you know when it's on the chain. Then uh, if uh, when there's more information to add to the chain, there's a second block created. The first block is called the genesis block. The second block or the next block or subsequent blocks are all connected by a mathematical algorithm hash. That's where it gets into some complex stuff, which really is a user we don't need to understand, uh, but it works. So each block is linked to the information before it. So you can't change the uh, previous block. You cannot go in and change the information that's in it. Um, so that's why it's such a wonderful device. Uh, it's immutable. You can't change it. it it's there for everyone to read who has access to that chain. So each block is connected. If you need to change something or add something to that, that project you're working on, or if you need to alter a survey or add different information to the survey you already posted on the chain, you simply add another block and that's connected. Um, so the, and the blockchain is ma simply managed by a peer-to-peer -peer network. Uh, it's connected to nodes or computers, and anybody who has permission to look at your work as a land surveyor and what you've been posting can see it. Uh, so it's a, that's what's called a permission blockchain. Uh, and that's the wonderful thing about it. They can see it. They can look at it. Let's say a client can go in and see the progress of your work on the chain. Immutable. It's distributed. People can see it. And also, as a, as a, if you're controlling that chain, the land survey uh, can give permission to others to add to that, uh, to that project work. If, uh, a colleague may be working out with you on it, needs that other data information or maps or uh, and so on. So that's the wonderful thing about it. So it kind of really slips quite nicely into uh, the work that a surveyor does uh, because you need to have it uh, immutable. Nobody can change it. Trustworthy information. Uh, if there's any wrong information put in there and something needs to be changed, a new block is added, and you can see the, the progression of that transaction or that work. And so a land surveyor's customer, whether it be a homeowner or a municipality, uh, will also have the satisfaction uh, knowing that the integrity of your work is posted and it's there to see. You can't change it, but you can add to it. Uh, and it so this segues quite nicely into all the things that a surveyor does and all the data and, and uh, uh, maps and information that, that is produced can also go on the blockchain. So anybody with an interest, for whatever reason that might be, um, let's just say somebody's curious and they don't, they're not really connected to any transaction that's going on in the blockchain, um, but they're interested in seeing how the blockchain works or they want to go access and look at data, is, is that available to anybody who wants to just go look at it or do you have to have some type of... Um, be a chain member, so to speak, so that so that you can go look at a particular chain and any piece in that chain. Yeah, that's that's a really good question because it also relates to uh, the control of that particular blockchain, that particular project. So, as I mentioned, um, there are different types of blockchains out there. One one's called the permissions, where you need permission from the blockchain, uh, I guess, originator, let's say the land surveyor. Let's say the land survey would like to have uh, some people at the municipality, at the county courthouse or uh, somewhere else, 
or perhaps the colleague who they're working with, uh, they want them to be able to see the work, uh, see the progress of the work and the timing. That land surveyor who controls that chain can then give permission to them, and they can go in with a with a, basically a code to see the to see the work. So that's the beauty of it. Uh, conversely, there's what's called a public blockchain, okay, which is open to the public, and that would be a Bitcoin blockchain. So the Bitcoin blockchain, anybody can go in there. No one needs permission. You, you go in and make your transactions, and you can see that. You can see others' transactions. Uh, so um, that's the beauty of, of it from, a, from a, an individual perspective. You can control who sees it, and you can control who adds the information. Okay, so a client... Um, you might not want them really adding information because you're doing the work for them. Uh, a colleague uh, who's working with you or another player or actor in that project can go ahead and, and uh, with permission, add the information to the chain. So you have a, a, a sort of a, a nice tracking system to see who's doing what and when it's done and that it's immutable, you can't change it. It's, it's the truth as you see it now. I see. So... Let's take an example of where, let's, let's say we have a blockchain related to land, and I, as the surveyor, have entered, entered information there. And um, and then the next user create, creates another block with whatever set of data is in there, whether it's related to closing information or whatever it may be. Um, is is it possible that someone, someone would be allowed to go look at my block but not be allowed to see the next block? Uh, probably not, um, because once you they're looking at blockchain transactions, they'll be able to see the various uh, uh, blocks of information that have been posted and that can't be changed. So, okay. I mean, you have to be careful about that. Who you give access to 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 view the information or the or the blockchain data uh, in terms of, um, let's say, uh, for some poor whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that, and that's what—that's kind of what I was getting at. I don't know if they're not necessarily proprietary information, but maybe maybe some uh, information that that you don't want everybody just looking at. So I, that was the reason I asked the question. I was thinking there must be some way that 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 can occur if it if it needs to occur for for whatever reason. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one, but I'm sure there may be an instance where someone would feel that way. So. That, that was reason I asked right, the question. Well, yeah, you, you, you well, once you give somebody permission to view the block, you can probably you can restrict them to certain portions of, a, of the transaction um, by giving them certain um, uh, accessing keys to get into that particular block or blocks. But typically, um, when you go in there, you you typically want to see the whole the whole transaction, but you can restrict it to certain uh, fields of information, block blocks of information. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So we're a couple of minutes away from break, so I don't want to get too deeply into anything else. But I'm 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 really curious now that we've we've kind of explained the blockchain and the way you explained it really helped me. I mean, to me, it's it's almost like a block train. You have different cars in the train, <laughs> and and so uh, only those cars are called blocks in this case. So I I, yeah, I that, get that. That's, and that's, a, that's a good analogy. Absolutely. Because that's yeah, that's visually that's what you have, right? And so when we 
get back from the break, I'd like you to talk a little bit about the, about the real estate piece of it. I know that's something that you've been involved in and, and just where that is and, and also talk some about how widespread is it. Um, you know, is it something that a lot of people are using already? Is it something that people are just now learning about, people like me who know the term but never really bothered to look to see what it actually means? And, of course, our listeners um, who may think it's a great tool for them and their business, um, particularly these, for us, of course, these real estate transactions, although I'm thinking as we're going through this process, this, this discussion, that it could be used for other types of transactions and workflow, I guess is maybe a better work on different types of work that people in our profession or engineering or whatever the case may be could utilize this same concept maybe in a little bit different way than we would if it was just for all the transactional information for for a real estate exchange of, of ownership or something like that. So that's that's an awful lot to throw out at you as we're going to break. But, but uh, I think our, our folks would be interested in that. And then, of course, before we're done today, we'll talk a bit more about other areas within the economy or within the whole uh, the whole system that we live in that people are actually using it. So uh, I appreciate the, the patience with going through this the way we are, but um, I think it's important. I know it is for me to better understand, and I think it will be for our audience too. So let's go take that break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes to follow up on our conversation. Quick stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have quick stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying quick stakes. Did you know that quick stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick stakes, your back friendly stake. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not... Get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Thanks, David. Um, we're back with John McCunis today talking about blockchain. And as we were going to the break, I sort of threw a whole lot of stuff out there, John. Um, but but I am curious. Um, obviously, we're talking about real estate now, and there's, there, you're going to mention some other areas that are using it. Um, but in the overall sense of business as, as a whole, 
Are there people that are reluctant or just haven't learned about it yet? Or obviously there's probably places where it could be used and it isn't already being used. Wow, that's 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 a great opening statement, Kurt, because uh, a statistic from about a year and a half ago shows that 2% of the world's population uh, is aware of cryptocurrency, okay, or Bitcoin or, some, or that whole genre. So uh, making uh, the next assumption is that, uh, you know, most of the world's population is not familiar with or knows what blockchain is. Uh, it's because it's such a new... Um, it's a new technology, and it's still not quite understood. So, what, what, just as a, to give you a general sense of what's going on, is uh, what's what I call education. Um, it's been an educational process over the last several years on what blockchain is. Uh, two years ago, I noticed there were about three or four books uh, published about blockchain. I checked a week ago, there's now about 15 books on blockchain. So, it's the interest. The interest is growing as education uh, brings it out to the public. Um, so, wh- who's using so it? One, one quick question on that. Mm-hmm. Let's say somebody in our listening audience says, wow, blockchain, that sounds like a cool thing. I'd really like to incorporate that into my business somehow as a, as a professional land surveyor. Um, what do they need to do to get started? I think one of the first things is, is to get a, a sense of, of what it is, how it works, and what it can and cannot do. And uh, I think I was speaking at a conference uh, last year at a, at a college in New York, and one of the questions was, uh, you know, how do we learn more about this? And I said two words, Google, blockchain. And it, there's so much information available, you can quickly get a, an assessment or a quick understanding on, on what blockchain is and some of the capabilities. But, you know, blockchain is, is not a uh, panacea for all the world's ills and problems. It's, it's specific for use for specific things or industries. And so one industry in particular is the supply chain uh, in terms of products that are processed from the beginning to the end. Walmart is now using blockchain uh, to track some of their products from the, be- from, the, from the beginning to the end when it gets to the shelf in, the, in, the, in their stores. Uh, so uh, Walmart's a pretty powerful retailer. They have um, they have uh, asked, or I should say told, their vendors that they need to participate uh, on the block, the Walmart blockchain, participate and put their information and data up as they uh, process their particular product and getting it to the Walmart retailers. Uh, another industry that's real ripe for uh, what we call disruption or for blockchain use is the healthcare industry. A lot of records, a lot of records that really should be in one place for a person to look at. Uh, if anybody's been to, uh, had to uh, scrounge up uh, various health records to give to a, a doctor or to a hospital, it's, it's a, a big chore. Um, if it was using blockchain, those, all those records would be in one place. So... Um, that I can of, tell you for a fa- I was going to say, yeah. I can tell you for a fact, as I've gotten older... Um, that would be something of interest to me, obviously, <laughs> because, you know, when things come along, you're like, oh, my God, what did I do with all that information? So I, I can see where that would be helpful. Yeah, it would be in one place, absolutely. So blockchain and real estate, now we have to look at industries, and, again, I'm really getting back to your question about a, a land surveyor uh, who is looking at blockchain use. 
you have to understand what it can do and how it can affect uh, your particular business. Um, blockchain essentially connects different parties associated with a project, which allows for increased collaboration and trust. I think that Alliance could use that. It provides a shared uh, tamper-proof digital ledger, or like a journal of transactional information or the data. Um, and it facilitates the streamlining the workflow processes between the participants in the project. Uh, and it allows all participants involved in the transaction to monitor project process every step of the way. But what about the real estate industry? Does, it, does the real estate industry need it? And I think anybody who's involved in real estate has to under, well, understands that it is an extremely fragmented uh, industry across the board, especially in terms of doing or buying a house, a transaction. So blockchain, given what it is, immutable, open source, uh, improved sectors, improving business processes, will affect different areas of the real estate industry. One is buying, selling, or renting real estate. Uh, another is, getting back to land registration, is the transfer and registration of ownership or title, of ownership and titles, uh, the recording of the transaction documents. Uh, it'll affect escrow services. Um, it'll also affect... Uh, Serving the crazing, mortgage financing, mortgage is a great application, mortgage process is certainly a great application due to the number of documents that need to be uh, re recorded or signed and recorded and put on the blockchain. So we have to look at the, the uh, centralization and fragmentation of the real estate industry and bring it to a decentralized and unified state, and that's what the blockchain will do. Uh, some of the frictions that are really inherent in the real estate process, we're all aware of, I think. Uh, there's government bureaucracy, uh, whether it's at the municipal level or the state. Uh, there's um, human error, for example. Uh, there's incomplete and insecure property data. Uh, there's unnecessary third parties. Uh, like I mentioned before, why do you need a, 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 a financial institution to, allow, to moderate or, you know, to monitor your transaction or help you with your transaction or sending money to, a, to, a, to somebody. Um, there's processing and efficiencies. Certainly in the real estate industry, there's huge cases of fraud in many countries, including the United States. Um, and did you know, and I'm going to ask your listeners if they're aware of this, but the number one um, white-collar crime in the United States is mortgage fraud. Can blockchain help? Absolutely. Once you have everything on that uh, immutable, unchangeable chain of events where you can view it. So the decentralization it includes uh, it, it, it includes financial inclusion. Uh, it allows uh, a, a platform to further uh, execute ownership or title disputes fairly and transparently because the information is there, uh, and certainly. Uh, but last but not least, the blockchain serves as a backup of the original doc if the original documents are lost and get destroyed. And Kurt, I think a great example of this is what happened in Haiti uh, a few years, several years, like 2012. Um, besides thousands of lives being lost in the uh, earthquake, uh, Haiti essentially lost uh, most of their records at the municipal levels they were either destroyed or, or misplaced. And it was something that was uh, could have been avoided by having a, at least a digitized, digitized process 
or blockchain process. Um, now, the decentralization unification will help promote a crop, you know, property rights formalization. And we're getting into the sort of the land governance, registry modernization. Um, it'll help aggregate data, collect data, analyze it, make it available um, to, to people who need to have that particular data, especially land administrators who need to look at land uses and so on. So if you tie that in with a land surveyor, there's certainly a lot of data information that will ultimately help um, uh, a municipality or a county or a state or a country and improve its economic uh, improve, uh, development. So as an example, with, with the surveyor being in that in the chain, uh, and the surveyor has a block or maybe more than one block if it's updated information or something like that, um, that the surveyor would then be able to go in if, if information needed to be changed or added for whatever reason, an update to a survey, for example, or something like that. Um, and they would, they, they would do that in the block that they have, or, but I find stuff from before you don't change blocks, so I guess they just add another block for updated information. Yeah, uh, that's, that's absolutely key to the blockchain process because, as I said, the blockchain is immutable. You cannot go back and change anything. It's virtually impossible. So you can't uh, – it prevents a lot of fraud, especially if you look at someone going into changing records, uh, let's say, or – and so on. So let me give you an example. Let's just say uh, there's a, uh, a land surveying plot that was – uh, posted to the blockchain, and the lancer didn't have the most recent uh, uh, some recent data to create the most to create the most legal plot or map. But it's already posted on the blockchain. It's, it, you can't go in and you know uh, change it and then upload it again. You need to add another block, uh, which would be the the new version or the correct version. And the same goes for land titles, titles to property. A lot of people ask me, well, John, you know, what if uh, there is uh, some collusion between uh, a, land, a wealthy landowner and the land registry office or the recorder's office? And this is, happens in many, many developing countries, especially Brazil and Mexico. Uh, there's collusion, and there's a, a false map put up with different boundaries, larger boundaries encompassing a neighbor's property. Well, in fact, that shows that that particular land, landowner is the legal owner of that big plot, land, land piece. Well, it's there, and, and so how do you change that? Well, that, that has to be recognized by someone that there's an, an error or there's uh, something that is wrong, and then that has to be fixed, and then a new uh, map or boundary map put up on the blockchain is the next block to correct that. You're correcting human error, fraud, or whatever. So uh, you know, the blockchain doesn't correct things. It posts things and keeps them there for everyone to see. But a lot of people think that it might, uh, you know, be a, a, a technology that fixes things. Fix, something needs to be fixed and then put up onto the blockchain as the next block in that uh, chain of events. Not the corrected old block, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. Corrected yeah. by yeah, that, that, that crash. Yeah, that... That makes perfect sense, and, and we're in our last minute of this segment, so this may carry over to the to the other one. But one of the things you and I chatted about before was this idea of how long information is relevant. That's particularly true in the surveying world, 
because as I find myself explaining more and more often these days, um, a land survey document is as good as the the last day the surveyor was there to verify what's on the property or where the property lines lie and all those kind of things. So, you know, there, I've, I've had some recent discussions with people in government in a couple of places around the country of, well, you know, how long is a survey good for? Can we say it's good for five years? Can we say it's, well, no, you really can't because it's only as good as it was when, when it was finalized because that's the last date of any information. And we're at break, by the way. Maybe we can pick up on that when we come back. Mm-hmm. Quick stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have quick stakes? If not, demand that they start carrying quick stakes. Did you know that quick stakes are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden stake. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick stakes, your back-friendly stake. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Before we went to break, John, we were talking about this this concept of uh, of the chain and how long things are relevant and all this kind of things. And I don't want to beat that to death because it's just something that you know it's a big deal to surveyors because um, sometimes people will want to con- just continue using a document that they've created at some point in time, that snapshot in time, so to speak, uh, for um, a purpose moving forward when you can't verify that that things are still the same. And that's why I was asking the thing about the relevancy and how that how that gets changed and how it how it gets incorporated into the process rather than say, well, hey, back here in block one, we've got this really good information and here we are three transactions later or further in the process and so that information should still be good here uh, a year away or six months away or whatever the time frame may be. Um, so that's why I was kind of asking that question was, is there typically a process where um in the chain the recognition that certain part of the information won't always remain the same well i think that's absolutely true for a, a wide variety of industries and business sectors including real estate and land surveying um like you pointed out uh, at five years ago you have a snapshot of the boundaries of a particular piece of land or property uh and if there is invariably uh, there might be changes over the years as to the boundary markers or to the, the, the property itself, the house or the farm um, or the, the warehouse. Uh, so I would I would not depend on a previous block in a blockchain to provide me with the most 
most recent up-to-date and uh, valid, certainly legal, information to use uh, in, 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 the, in, a, in a process, in a transaction, let's say. I think that um, the previous blocks, many of them, especially in land surveying, would probably need to be updated. And we're talking like a new, new survey, uh, in fact. Uh, it's a new block on the chain. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a history of documentation. Immutable can't be changed. But the real world, the real world changes, so you need to add that new information or the changes uh, into, the, into the next block that's connected to the previous blocks. Right. Well, you know, I don't want to shortcut the real estate or that, that side of the equation at all, so don't let me prompt you into to shortcutting that in any way. But a couple of things you mentioned to me when we were having our conversation that I circled um, that that were of interest. You were talking about the different parts of the of business and uh, that where blockchain has become useful. You mentioned Walmart earlier and you mentioned healthcare, but a couple of others you mentioned to me, one was cybersecurity and one was the diamond industry. Um, I'm sure that our our uh, not that that our audience are all Diamond miners or miners or sellers, but just out of curiosity, I'd like to hear about those things. Yeah, uh, well, certainly for diamonds, uh, that's a big one now because uh, there's a certain ethic to uh, where diamonds come from these days. They want to be sourced uh, in the very beginning from the initial mining of that of the of the, of the asset or the commodity. It could be other things too besides diamonds, but. There's a diamond trade that uses uh, slave labor, and this is where blockchain can help determine where, where the, the, the genesis block would be where the diamond came out of the ground. And so you can be able to track where the diamond came out of the ground, sort of like supply chain as well. There is supply chain. It happens to be diamonds. You can source it from the very beginning to, the, to when it you know, reaches... Uh, the diamond merchants in, in, in throughout the world. Uh, of course, obviously, you have to have people participate, the actors or participants who are buying and selling the diamonds um, to participate on the blockchain. But when you have that happen, you can then see where they came from originally, and you can see where they were uh, processed, where they were purchased, you know, wholesale and retail, and to the final end, where you or I walk into a, a jewelry shop and we buy that diamond, or we buy that diamond for a diamond ring. There it is. We are the next block in that chain. But the, uh, the buyer buying that, that uh, um, diamond ring in a, in, a, in a jewelry shop. So that would be sort of like um, the next process. And what's really cool about this is you can then, if you wanted to sell this diamond, the diamonds you purchased before, then you have a record that you can show a potential buyer of where this diamond came from uh, and the quality of the diamond, and you can actually show that on the, on the blockchain. Isn't that wonderful? You can actually prove everything, what it is, and where it came from to, a, uh, to the next buyer. So I think there's value in that, and that's also related to uh, uh, you know, cybersecurity as well. Right, and, and I, can, I can see where that aspect of it uh, would would be useful um, and and desired in a lot of industries that are out there. I'm not sure how widespread it is across industries at this point, but even even going back to the real estate side and where the surveyors get involved, 
you know, just having that 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 documentation, if you will, uh, that's available to you, um, because you know probably more than I, but certainly as much as I about the whole idea in researching information in a real estate transaction. Um, you know, that gets gets pretty difficult sometimes. You know, you go back on survey records, you might be going back. A hundred years to find something in some cases, and obviously that's not going to be on your blockchain to begin with. But if if there was some way to make that an easier process, then that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think I, I think once um, what you can do in this instance is digitize old records. Any any all everything needs to be digitized anyway. Put it on the blockchain. So, for example, one of the things is is is, is an expert in land registries. Uh, a lot of people ask, well, how, how do you start this process in an unde- undeveloped country, a third world country, where there is no system? Well, first you have to create a, a, at least a, a paper paper documentation or a paper-based land registry system, and you can digitize the documents, and then once they're digitized, you can use the blockchain or put them up on the blockchain. Uh, it's the same case in land surveying. If, uh, you can go back and take old records or survey records in a county or a state or a region, you can digitize them if they're not digitized uh, and load them up onto the blockchain for for for, the, for everyone to see as opposed to having to go back physically or, and manually look for the documents or maybe search for them online in some haphazard way. Uh, so without a doubt, um, you can go back and digitize older records and get them up on the blockchain for for. Future people, future participants to see in a, in a uh, survey or a real estate transaction. Right. As we're having this conversation, by the way, I'm thinking to myself: this is, I'm sure, not something that's in your uh, interest range in terms of things you want to do in life. But for surveyors uh, to keep our licenses current, we have to have certain levels of continuing education credits between. Uh, licensure renewals. Typically, every two years, you have to renew license, and in pretty much all the states, you have to have some level of continuing education demonstrated um, to uh, to renew your license. And and the reason this came to came to my mind was uh, there's a lot of things to talk about in surveying, but you can't talk about them every time. And so, when when looking for new information and how to enhance business and enhance professionalism and all those kind of things, I could see where a discussion like this one would be one of interest to people in in, in that arena. So, if you ever get bored and need something to do, maybe you want to think about that. You mean in terms of a blockchain continuing education class? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's extremely interesting because right now. Uh, a colleague of mine in New York City, we are actually creating uh, continuing education blockchain classes for uh, for real estate agents and brokers. Uh, these are th- we're creating a three-hour class. These are uh, this is just perfect uh, uh, analogy, so that if um, it could be a um, uh, a class where it's optional, let's say, but uh, realtor would like to learn more about blockchain and how to impact in this industry, you take blockchain 101. And then we will provide further, uh, more advanced courses and depth courses. Uh, so right, and I would think that that particular type of class you're talking about would probably be just as relevant to the surveyor because a lot of the information is the same information. Absolutely. In fact, we are providing this. Uh, these, well, we have to develop these courses initially first for New York State uh, State Department to approve, 
uh, and then you can take it out by state. I assume the surveyors are, are also certified, or continuing education is done by by state statewide. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. And, I think and, you'll see more. I think you'll see that. You'll see that it, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, that's I think that would question. be. And again, it's something that that uh, I believe would be of interest because it it seems as though. Uh, just listening to the things that you're talking about and the the various uses for it and where it's it provides an, another way to collect and and maintain information that may be easier when you're trying to find information about something whether it's a parcel of ground or it's a diamond um, it, it it seems to me that that makes an awful lot of sense moving ahead and helping to uh, helping people do the research that they need to do. Whatever whatever piece of the of the chain that research may be involved in, it just seems as though that would be very helpful rather than, you know, going to the courthouse, for example, as a surveyor and digging up deeds and plats from fifty years ago. Yeah, absolutely. So that makes good sense. Well we're a couple of minutes away, so I don't want to uh, shortcut anything but I, most of the time I find myself at the end rushing to say how much I appreciate my guests being with me. So I'm going to begin that with you now because uh, I'm really happy that we were able to, to get connected and then our conversations leading up to this show because it was, it's very intriguing to me to, to hear about all of this, this that's going on with blockchain and what its impact is and, and um, how, how useful it can be and seemingly relatively easy to establish. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but it seems easy. Uh, you mean to establish a, 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 a blockchain for specific use or industry? Correct. Okay. Well, yeah, there, there are different types of blockchains out there, and there, and there are going to be more. For example, just to summarize quickly, we have a couple minutes left. The hour's going really, the hour's gone by, by really fast. We could talk for three hours, but... A and we'll have to do this again, by the way. <laughs> there's a Bitcoin blockchain for Bitcoin use. There's a, a blockchain called Ethereum, which uh, uses smart contracts. We haven't gotten into smart contracts, which are uh, electronic agreements, uh, sort of like a, a contract. Uh, and there are other blockchains that have these different capabilities built into them. So, um, yes, uh, blockchain, you can uh, uh, they exist, to, and you just need to develop your applications to work, work on top of them. Uh, right. Well, information and data. We're getting close to the end, so thanks again for being with me. And you and I do need to have a further discussion about maybe doing another show and going a little further in explanation. I think that might be a really good idea when you have the time. Absolutely, we can take it to the next level and really dive in and take a deep dive into land land surveying and, and how it, it is uh, impacted and how it, the whole transaction, real estate transaction, impacted as well. Yep, that makes sense. Well, thanks again, John, for being with me today. I really appreciate it, and we'll be talking again soon and, and get set up for uh, another show. No, absolutely, Chris. Thank you so much for the invitation, and uh, happy holidays, uh, happy President's Day. And to you, too. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.